1: I used to pray this would be life, now I get paid for my green light, Through the first bitch out at Fenway, same day my Apple Music page got like 10k plays, and I did a guest spot on radio, talking sports life, really it's amazing though, you know you reached a level of success when you clear your old salary with just one check, yeah, they're confined to that time clock, it's
3: Super Bowl Sunday grinders. But guess what? We're going to go over some basketball here for you guys, too. It's the Weekend Grind podcast brought to you by Rotogrinders.com. I'm Josh Surgiant. As always, the weekend grind crew is in the building with my co-host Travis, Mister Chalk, Mangone. Happy Super Bowl Sunday, Travis. How you doing, man?
2: Yeah, man. Excited for Super Bowl. Should be a fun day watching the games. Uh, but yeah, we still got some NBA DFS to talk about. Uh, it, it's a fun day to you know get, get, get some action. You know, you don't have to play your full bankroll. It's a small little five game slate, four <laughs> game slate on some sites. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to play it a little bit and uh, you know dabble in it before we get to the uh, the big game. Obviously, we can play DFS in that too. So that'll be a good time.
3: Yes, absolutely. Make sure you give us both a follow on Twitter. You could reach out to us over there. I love interacting with you guys. You can follow me at real Joshua Giant. That's at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone at Travis M A N G O N E. But yeah, we got uh you know, we're in the era of one day slates now, Travis. This is a thing, contest where you only need one game to pick from to make some lineups and enter a contest what do you think about this whole thing personally uh i like the FanDuel format better where you get like the 2x flex spots all flex spots as opposed to having to pick idps i was never really big into idps in college or some fancy football leagues that my friends had where they uh had idp options but just not my thing i'd rather much rather focus on the offense and the fun part of the game uh for fantasy purposes but what do you think about the the two options that we have for tomorrow for that
2: uh I mean I don't know I, I like watching the Patriots cuz I just like watching like greatness play right and uh yeah Tom Brady Tom Brady is a great so uh I like watching him in Super Bowls right in that perfect spotlight and uh against a team like the Eagles who are really annoying uh the fans are obnoxious and they are just a pain so uh yeah i'm I'm gonna be rooting for the patriots for sure uh yeah so that's kind of where i'm what i'm thinking about the uh the game tomorrow and i i I just want to get an entertaining two uh game as well but i'll be rooting for the patriots for sure and just uh kind of want to see brady keep winning i think it's like just a an awesome story he's just trying to you know uh he's trying to continue to be the goat and you have to love seeing guys who like to succeed so uh, he's putting the work in and uh, definitely like enjoying that
3: Yeah. Well, what do you think about the formats for these one, like I said, we're in the era of one game slates now in DFS. Oh, sorry. Yeah.
2: Maybe I heard you wrong. Yeah. I like them. Uh, I think they're a lot of fun. Uh, Yeah. I played some of the NBA ones and uh, they're just, they're a good time, right? Like I'm not like sitting there grinding out cash games for them. I don't know if that's a mistake or not, because whenever there's like new contests, there's an edge to be had. Right. But uh, I think they're fun, right. Just to get some action on the game. It's just a good time, right. It helps enhance the, you know, the game. Uh, You're not, you know maybe you're not a fan of that team and uh you're you're just sitting at home want to watch the game for the night and everyone knows it's more fun whenever you have some type of action on right even if it's like hey you bet your friend dinner the next night uh on the game right something like that it just makes it more fun and a better experience for you so that's kind of how i feel about it i I like it should be a really good time and uh, i'm excited to kind of see how the first uh one game uh i believe this is the first one game nfl slate or the first big one that like really matters
3: yeah for sure all right, so let's move on to the slate here for NBA. We've got, as Travis mentioned earlier, a split slate here. So we got four games locking at twelve o'clock Eastern time. Uh, that's the slate for DraftKings, and we've got five games on FanDuel. We got those four uh, four games at twelve o'clock Eastern and a two o'clock Eastern game. The Lakers in Oklahoma City, which is not included on the DraftKings slate. So we'll go ahead and we'll just. Hopping to the first game. Now, the first game on the slate, we've got the Portland Trailblazers in Boston against the Celtics. Uh, it's pretty much a pick. 2 2-0-1 is the game total. Celtics are a one-point home favorite. You know, interesting here is just, like, how riddled with injuries Boston has become. You know, first Hayward went down earlier in the season. Now, for today, we've got no Kyrie, no Shane Larkin, no Marcus Morris, no Marcus Smart. So, all of this usage is going to fall on Terry Rozier, man. circumstantial usage rate, 1.57 DraftKings points per minute. Really in a good spot. I feel like, you know, your hands are tied here in this spot. You kind of just have to play uh, Terry Rozier, right?
2: Yeah, that was like the first thing I was looking at on this slate. Like what do we do with this guy uh it's it's insane like what a time to be alive Terry Rozier 7.5k if I told you that on Monday Josh you would say I was insane but here we are uh you know it's Sunday and we have Terry Rozier at 7.5k 7k on DraftKings yeah I, I think we play him uh it's one of those things I think I'm going to be like debating uh you know throughout the uh throughout the day I you know they're you know, they're going to be shorthanded. So that's obviously going to matter. I do think Marcus Morris, like, you know, he, he's out too. Yeah. Like this is just, they're all out. So uh, yeah, I think it's just a similar situation. Like you just play Rozier again. I'm not like going into this game, expecting 46 or 55 fantasy points, right? I'm expecting maybe around like a, a nice floor of like 30 to 35 with some upside, right? With a nice like ceiling of what he's been doing the past couple games. I'm not expecting to get that. And it's not the easiest matchup, right? The last two matches have been great ones. They've been Atlanta and New York ones that we like to target. Now they're getting the, Uh, you know, they're getting in uh, the the trailblazers and the trailblazers have a really good defensive team this year. So uh, if ownership is going to be high and it's, it's, you know, such a, uh, you know, such a small slate, say he starts becoming like 60 to 70% in tournaments. I understand. Maybe if you start thinking, Hey, I want to fade it for other guys, but it's a scary fade. I'm not saying it's something I want to do, but uh, you know, this is a Portland team. That's been really good this year. They're ranked fourth against point guards. So uh, yeah, it's definitely an interesting conversation and it's one that I think I'm going to be going uh, back and forth on. I think in cash game, and just kind of play road here, but in tournaments, I think you can make some a case for some other uh, point guards on this slate, right? So I don't think we definitely, for sure, have to be locking this thing in. But uh, in cash games, I think he's a guy you want to be playing in all of high ownership. But in tournaments, it's a real interesting conversation.
3: They just don't have any other guards, you know. So it's like, how do you? Yeah, they really don't.
2: You're not wrong. Like they he's 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 the guard in Shane town. Larkin's
3: basically. out. Marcus Smart is out. Kyrie Irving is out. There's no other
2: guards. They're gonna slide yeah, Jalen Brown over him. to the
3: two, right? So. He has to be out
2: there. You probably just go over. You probably just go overweight on him, Josh. I mean, it's probably what you do. Um, I'm going. 100%. I don't know. The only like reason I'm trying to. Yeah, like on DraftKings, like like I think DraftKings obviously makes sense because you can play so many uh, you know guards. I think the real question is on Fandle, right? Because you uh, can only play two point guards, right? So uh, Russell Westbrook's on the slate. Damian Lillard's on the slate. Uh, then you have Dennis Schroeder against the Knicks, right? The Knicks are not a team that uh, we're scared of, right? We were taken with uh, Terry Rozier uh, the other day. So uh, we have Eric Bledsoe, who's only 6.4K against the Brooklyn Nets. So I don't know. It's it's more interesting on FanDuel. I think on DraftKings, it's an easy lock in there. And again, I think it's a cash game guy you just take and you just kind of eat. But uh, yeah, I, I agree. It seems like you want to be overweight on Terry Rogier tomorrow, right? I'm just kind of trying to like make the case for the opposite side and trying to think it through uh, fully.
3: How about... Hits so many J's, they call him Jason Tatum. Pop style Jason Tatum here. 21.2% circumstantial usage rate, 1.12 fancy points per minute. Gets a nice boost here, too. Uh, you know, 2% usage boost here. And, you know, increases his fancy points per minute by about uh a quarter of a point so I I think that Jason Tatum though he's been like showing off I know that you're a big Jason Tatum fan in real life he's been showing off some skills lately man and with all these people out especially I think uh with Marcus Morris out it's gonna give him some extra run at the four right so uh I think that he could have a big game here what do you think about that
2: yeah I think they're all in play right Jalen Brown's in play Jason Tatum Al Horford Daniel Feese and uh you know, uh, Aaron Baines, right. The, all these Celtics are in play. It's just like a matter of kind of mixing and matching them. Right. It's going to be like, how many Celtics are, are, you know, like too many Celtics. Right. Uh, I think we're going to want a lot of exposures on tomorrow. And that's just kind of the thing. Like, uh, I'm not saying that we need to be mashing in the Celtics first, but, uh, maybe he's filling some other guys and then kind of like fill them out around it. Because I, I think you're going to want to have at least like two or three, maybe even four Celtics in your line, especially in cash games. It just seems like the viable option. I know Portland is not the most ideal matchup, but again, it's only a five game slate and this is like just some such secure value with only being uh you know, such limited bodies to play.
3: Yep. Yep. All right. So let's move on to the Portland side of the ball. Evan Turner is questionable. I bumped up the probable. He's probably going to be out there. Um, you know, there's some, there's some guys here in good spots. Uh, one guy that keeps popping out for me, for value, on honestly, it is uh, Al Farouk Aminu. Now, it's never really comfortable to play him. He is kind of inconsistent, but he's going to get the minutes. And with uh, Boston just being so thin and so shorthanded, I think that uh, Aminu could draw some nice matchups here and, and do some damage really do like uh aminu in the spot and he's cheap you know so he's i think he's a good value play but you know other than that the usual suspects are, are are definitely in play as good as boston has been they've been very well you know playing really well defensively this season suppressing fancy value from opponents but you know lillard and mccollum are still going to be in play here i think nurkic will still be in play here um i just you know for me i just don't know if this is the spot i want to pay up um If it is, if I'm paying up for anyone, it's going to be Lillard. But uh, any interest here in any of the, the trailblazers, Travis?
2: Uh, yeah, so it's, it's kind of interesting, right? Uh, people normally correlate the Celtics with a very good defensive team, but like this current Celtics unit is probably not a really good defensive team. Again, like we don't have a huge sample of it, but they just played the Hawks and gave up 110 points. Celtics won 119 to 110, but that's a lot of points to give up to that type of team. Like, what could a team like the Trailblazers do? So I expect a guy like Damian Lord to get a lot of buckets. I think he's pretty interesting to play. CJ McCollum, I mean, he's coming off that big 50 point game. Uh, you know, played the Raptors. Uh, the other day, but like, you know, he played Chicago and had, you know, 50 fantasy points pretty recently. We've seen that upside from him having almost 60 fantasy points in general, and he's only like 6.5k on a site like FanDuel. I mean, just these guys are kind of interesting. Also, like, I don't know what what is going on with uh, the pricing over on FanDuel. Like, if anyone asks, hey, why is Mo Harkless 7.8k? I, I don't understand. I don't know why. Also, Norman Powell, he's 7.1k. I don't know what's going on over there. So anyone who's asking that, uh, I don't know. I remember seeing that. On Twitter, too. So, if there's some mispricings throughout the industry and you ask why, uh, I think they just made a mistake when, uh, you know, kind of doing the lineups and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't be playing those guys at their extreme price tags. Maybe we can get some guys that are mispriced and like uh, just way too cheap uh, throughout the industry, hopefully. Uh, but yeah, uh, kind of just Damien Lillard is my main target, the guy that I really, really want to play uh, if I play anyone. Uh, the problem is, like, you know, again, we like Terry Rogier, we also like Lillard, but then there's a guy like Russell Westbrook to like on a site like Vandal So uh, yeah, it's kind of tough. And like, like Nurkic, he's pretty cheap. He's only 5.6 K the amount of upside he can have in this matchup. Uh, so I just want to make sure that people know, like if you're going to play some Celtics, don't, be afraid to run it back with Portland Trailblazers because this is not the Portland Trailblazers team that we, you know, uh, or this is not the Boston Celtics team that we know of on the defensive end. Sure, sure Brad Stevens is there, but the team is just not going to be a strong defensive end. And we saw Torian Prince go for 50 fantasy points the other day. I mean, there's guys on Portland that could have a good game. So uh, don't be afraid to run it back with some Trailblazers. And my favorite guy if I had to pick is, uh, is Damian Lillard.
3: Yeah, very excellent detailed answer as usual from travis here so you know if you want more details from travis i think that's like one thing that's really solid about you travis is you always give a lot of good details great uh, analysis and and uh, you know a plethora of options when it comes to the slates which is why i really appreciate your grind down work very much when you do the grind downs on the weekends so uh, if you haven't guys make sure you always check out travis's grind down pieces because they they are absolutely excellent so um but yeah uh, anyone else here in this game that you want to mention
2: no, nah, that's about it. Just, uh, I, this mispricing, man, we'll, we'll get to it. Uh, the, there's just some guys that are super mispriced and I forgot about this. I saw it earlier and I just like, man, like Serge Ibaka is 4.5 K. That's just so insane to me. Uh, so we'll talk about this. I know, I know. I just, I, I remember seeing this earlier and then I was like, Oh, we'll talk about it later. And now it's like all popping up to me and I'm remembering it. And I'm like, cause again, like the, I was looking through things and Mo Heartless popped up and I was just like, Oh yeah, I forgot he was 7.8 K. It's insane. So, uh, yeah, it is it's just a funny slate all
3: around all right next game on the slate we've got the Milwaukee Bucks in Brooklyn against the Nets 208 and a half is the over under Milwaukee Bucks are a three and a half point road favorite now Travis uh, a couple of days ago a couple of games ago I played Eric Bledsoe and I got absolutely burned when he got benched and played three minutes um you know that was just like terrible um you know, hopefully uh hopefully that doesn't happen again. That was that was pretty tough. I know they said that uh it was the ankle was bothering him and whatnot, but it really looked like he like blew coverage on defense and they just sat him for the rest of the game, right? So uh I don't know. Um But yeah, there's there's certainly some fantasy goodness here. Uh two oh eight and a half is the the second highest total on the slate here for the four game slate, so something that we want to look at i know that you're like over Giannis, right you're you're completely done you don't want to play Giannis at the clumpo anymore you said you're done with him you're done with the greek freak you swore him off this is a spot where maybe you come back because i mean a, a spot against brooklyn for for uh you know for a guy that fits uh, the greek freak's build here Giannis's build uh you know this is as good as it gets the spot against brooklyn so maybe you'll consider paying up for him now i don't know what do you think travis
2: yeah, so like, yeah, I forgot when I swore him off. This was like a couple weeks ago, though. I was super annoyed at him. But uh, yeah, I was, I, you know, this Brooklyn Nets matchup is a great one. And one reason why is like, look what he did the other day against them. Uh, he had that 78 fantasy point game. And dude, I was going to. Play- play him that game and I played stupid LeBron instead and like that dude's the worst right now that team I don't know if you saw the interview Josh but he basically said like uh, they should pull us from all the national TV games that's how bad we are that's basically what he said so um, yeah I don't know I think Giannis is a good, great play here there's not a lot of spend up options on this slate right uh, uh, you know on a site like DraftKings the he's, he's the he's the highest priced guy so if you can get him in I love getting him in against the Nets and I think it makes a ton of sense and then even on Vandal too I think he's a great pay up option uh, especially at the small forward position right uh, it's not, not really always the greatest position in the roster, so I like Giannis today, definitely a guy I want to get exposure to. Probably not going to be paying up for Chris Middleton or Eric Bledsoe. I get the price tag, maybe in tournaments, but uh, you know me, I'm more of a cash game guy. I I just don't feel like risking it with him uh, on this slate. Uh, I get it. It's the Nets, and it could absolutely crushed, but eh, I'm going to pass on that. Uh, it's really just I me. Mean, Giannis is my main target here. And then maybe I could see myself mixing in some John Henson, just because he's kind of cheap and, uh, you know, it's the nets and they're terrible against bigs. And one of his best games, uh, you know, in his game log is uh, 32.5 fantasy points. And that was against the nets recently. So, uh, I think he's definitely, definitely in play and interesting and it's, but the Greek freak is definitely someone you want to be paying out for honestly.
3: Yeah, for sure. I agree. He's probably one of my top options just overall. Um, one guy that really sticks out to me here in this matchup is uh, Chris Middleton. I feel like Chris Middleton is going to thrive in this matchup against Brooklyn. Kind of, you know, a guy that could play the two and the three, slides out, tons of upside. Brooklyn, notoriously bad for defending the wings, right? So I think that if Middleton could get his shots back up, because we saw, you know, we've seen his uh, shot count kind of like dip a little bit. If he can get back to, like, chucking up, like, 20 shots a game, I think we'll be fine with him here, especially at this price tag. And I think his ownership will be a bit low because there's other options at his position that, you know, you could roster here. So uh, how do you feel about uh, Middleton? And, oh, yeah, and, again, another reason why that I have him popping up for me is with uh, Brogdon out for six to eight weeks because he he tore that quad. So I really do like Middleton. I think he'll get some extra run of the two. So what do you think about that?
2: yeah i mean that that definitely is a good uh, point forgot to mention the brogdon news but uh yeah middleton's fine but i i don't know i just don't think i'm gonna be playing him uh don't think i'm gonna be playing him. i think there's other guys i prefer so uh yeah i don't know I'd, I'd rather just play Giannis, and that'll be my milwaukee exposure i don't think i need to take the chris middleton route there's other shooting guards i prefer to uh you know take a shot on instead
3: but john henson's in such a good spot travis
2: him. I liked him. He's a, he's another guy. I like he's probably my number two uh, Bucks guy that I roster. And then uh, that's about it. Those are the two I'm looking at.
3: The last time he faced Brooklyn, he put up the 34 and a half DraftKings points. So just something to keep an eye on with John Henson. Brooklyn ranked 30th in the league of defending opposing centers. Um, but yeah, so speaking of the which, uh, Brooklyn, D'Angelo Russell kind of back right. So that kind of changes a few things. They they had to really work with what they had after uh, Jeremy Lin went down, then Russell went down. They are just trying to figure out the guard situation now. uh, You know, I think there might be a chance that they might rest Russell here. And if they do, like, I'm going to have a ton of interest in Dinwiddie. But, uh, no, this is not something that I read. This is not something that I heard. I don't have any inside information or anything like that. This is just pure speculation. But I think that, you know, on Super Bowl Sunday, you know, against – Milwaukee, I don't think they're going to like really like go gung-ho or wrestle because they're trying to ease him back. So they might rest him because they usually rest guys on Sundays. So uh, if they do, then Dinwiddie's going to be in play for me. But I don't know, any of these Brooklyn guys, are you interested, Travis? Yeah,
2: uh, you no, know, I'm I'm not interested in any of the Brooklyn guys. Just the way that they're kind of uh, squeezing all the minutes on these guys, unless we get word that someone's specifically out. Uh, I think the Nets are just a good fade uh, on this slate. Again, uh, it's – You know, this is not really a team that I'm, uh, you know, super interested in. Normally, Uh, Jared Allen, the past three games, has had like 35 or more fantasy points, and I think he's an okay play. I like targeting the Bucks with bigs, but uh, starting to get a little priced up on FanDuel. He's 5.1k, and then DraftKings. Let's see what they have Allen at. I mean, he's still interesting, but uh, yeah, 5.1k. I don't know. I'm I'm a little worried about him at that price tag, but he's he's okay. I don't I don't I don't hate him here. I still think he can get like five x six x. I'm not expecting that seven X again, but I think Jared Allen's an okay play. Uh, Cause they're starting to really just give him a lot of run at the center position. But like I said, they're, they're really just kind of spreading the minutes out too much for my liking. Unless we get word that someone is specifically out. Uh, I'm going to try my best to stay away from the Nets. I, I'm I'm always okay with uh, doing that. Like every slate, I try to find like a team or two that I want to just kind of cross off and just ignore. And uh, you know, if those guys don't hit, I'm, I'm normally in fine shape because of that. And I'm okay with doing that with the Nets here.
3: All right. So, with that, we'll move on to the next game on the slate. We've got the Atlanta Hawks in Madison Square Garden in New York. 212 is the game total. Knicks are a five point home favorite. You know, a matchup of two pretty bad teams here. <laughs> um, you know, I could say that. I'm a Knicks fan, so it's cool. Uh, this, the point guards kind of just like stick out, like right away, right? We both know both these teams are not great at defending opposing point guards. Atlanta 22nd in the league, get that. And uh, the the Knicks 19th in the league. So. Uh, Schroder to me, his price tag is just way too cheap for a matchup against Jared Jack, and uh, you know he's averaged over well over a fantasy point per minute in the last two games they faced New York. The upside is there, and uh, like Jared Jack, I hate playing him. I know because you know we don't really know his minutes, but he's been playing consistently at least 20 minutes, 32 in the last game, and the last time he faced, the last two times he faced the line of the season, he's averaging 32 DraftKings points per game and 29 minutes per game so Jared Jack certainly in play here at 4600 for me on DraftKings uh, maybe not so much on FanDuel but unless you need the savings but yeah this is just like a, an interesting spot here so uh, for me that's where I start you know looking at this game is at the point guard position but um, where are you looking here Travis?
2: Yeah, so uh, yeah, the, these point guards are definitely ones to target. Like Dennis Schroeder makes a ton of sense. think he's an interesting tournament option. Normally, uh, I'm actually normally a fan of basing more, but I, I, mean, I want to base more on this slate, but the price is a little expensive. When he above 6K, I kind of get a little concerned, and I'm slightly concerned here. Uh, I don't hate it, but I, I like when I can get more of a discount on him. So uh, I think it's a good matchup, but I am slightly concerned on him uh, other than that though like torian prince uh, i don't know i don't think i need to like chase his big game i think he's a fine okay option but like man he he's just got a wide range of outcomes right 50.6 uh fantasy points and then 4.7 8.3 18.3 27.3 4.4 it's all over the place so uh, i'm just gonna pass on him and then these big men i don't think they're really necessary options to target like or something like Sova is kind of cheap and he's gonna be needed a lot so uh if you're trying to like you know play 150 lineups and I wouldn't mind like mixing and matching him on some of your teams. But again, uh, not really in love with these Hawks is really Dennis Schroder is the main target for me on the Hawks side of the ball. If we look at Knicks, uh, I think Tim Hardaway Jr. is kind of interesting for me, Josh. Uh, I don't know about you. Revenge, Travis. Yeah, the revenge. It's revenge and you're a narrative guy. Yeah, of course you got to love the revenge narrative and uh, you know, I, I, we've seen him have massive upside again like he can obviously dud too i get it Uh, i i think i'm going to mainly play tournaments on this late it seems like uh seems like the right slate just kind of fire away on a couple of tournaments, not go too crazy, uh, and call it a day, at least it's just for me. Uh, so that's kind of the approach I'm going to take. So I don't hate playing him in tournaments. I think there's uh, enough upside there where we can definitely do that. Even to Courtney Lee, too, I don't hate him either. We like targeting the Hawks, uh, with most guys. So I think he could have some upside at his current price tag. Uh, and if, if, say, say one of those guys sits too, again, I don't know if they will, but if someone like in, you know, on the, on the Knicks sits, it could be a Michael Beasley day. And those are always interesting and fun days. So, uh, be on the lookout for that again, just because, uh, uh, injury news can uh, obviously hit and change the slates completely. Will you pay for Kristaps Porzingis, Josh? Like I know I'm not playing Garrett Jack. I know you talked about him, but I don't like playing that dude. Uh, I'm not going to play that old guy. You can take him and uh, have a good time. But let's talk about Porzingis, Josh. What are you going to do with him on this slate? I think he's a guy that you can pay up for, or the Hawks are a team that we like to target. Uh, do you want some Kristaps Porzingis on this slate?
3: Yeah, he absolutely smashed in the last two games out, averaging – 46.5 fantasy points per game in 36 minutes. And also, the Hawks, 26th in the league at overall rebounding, 29th in the league at overall rim protection. So, this is a spot where Porzingis can really shine on the glass and grab some boards and do what he does best and just, like you know, score points and grab rebounds. And uh, I think he's a great, great. Bet for a double double on the slate, you get that bonus over on DraftKings, and his price is pretty fair, man, eighty two hundred. And if you don't really like, if you're not in love with any of the centers on the slate, which is understandable, you could just plug them into your center spot on DraftKings with the flexibility. Now on FanDuel, it's a little bit different, right, the way that it's structured. So you're paying eighty seven hundred for him, and he's a power forward. So I, I don't know if he's going to fit my builds over there, but right now on DraftKings, uh, he's fitting my builds pretty comfortably. So yeah, I think Porzingis is an excellent spot and i just i think he'll just continue to crush the hawks the way he has all season
2: yeah I think he's a good he's a good option and definitely a nick that you want to consider and like DraftKings, 8.2 is kind of cheap uh uh it's it's a guy that's averaging you know 39.9 39.3 fantasy points per year and he's 8.2k I mean that's almost 5x so uh yeah a match against the Hawks it seems like a pretty pretty nice spot for him so uh, I think I prefer more in DraftKings, kind of like what you said What about Enos Cantor? we didn't really touch on him but again the Hawks against big men it's a pretty good spot and Kanter yeah he, uh, he can break the slate right he can have these massive 50 point games is this one of those days for you? canter or are you just passing
3: on it like is he healthy is the question right so that that's my main concern is is he going to be out there at 60 percent or is he gonna be out there at a hundred he's absolutely smashed if you look at his game log I mean, oh he's
2: he's crushing and yeah. there's no doubt it's, it's, it's incredible what he's been doing
3: so he's got to be healthy right and I just mentioned that that uh that those rim protection and rebound numbers how bad the Hawks are at that his price has come up a little bit. Um, oh, by the way, Atlanta, 27th in the league at defending opposing centers in general, too. So uh, pretty solid there, too. Yeah, I like Cantor. I like Cantor here a lot. And uh, he didn't really play a full allotment. He didn't play in both games against Atlanta earlier this year. He's only play, he only played in one of them. He put up 17 fancy points in 18 minutes. So, and then again, that's probably, like, he wasn't 100%. He was probably getting eased back from injury at that point. So... You give this guy 35 minutes on the court, 30, 35 minutes against the Hawks, against this front court, he's going to absolutely smash. So, yeah, I, I like Cantor a lot, especially on FanDuel, where uh, you know I, I'm not really in love with any centers on this slate. So um, I, think that, I think that I could plug him in comfortably on FanDuel.
2: Yeah, getting exposure to those two guys at the center, uh, like the the two big men on the Knicks, might be the smartest route on this slate. Just uh, kind of, uh, you know, if you had to pick any Knicks to play, it's probably just Cantor and Porzingis, mix a match them throughout your line. and so, like, those guards I was talking about, we probably shouldn't have played them, if I'm being honest, the more I want to think about it. Uh, and we should probably just play some other ones instead. But I get it. Like, uh, maybe Tim Hardaway Jr. gets such a ah, revenge there. I do Travis. But-
3: 5700 way too cheap for Hardaway Jr. on, on
2: DraftKings. And the matchup yeah, is really re- good. And the revenge is there. Yeah, yeah. I hate playing that dude. He's he's not he's not a fun roster for me. But uh, I I think I have the more mo, most interest in you know i obviously love narrative street but I have the most interest in this front court rather than the back court.
3: Understandable for sure. Anyone else you want to mention here?
2: Now let's head over to the next game.
3: All right, we've got the Memphis Grizzlies in Toronto against the Raptors. This is the last game of the DraftKings slate, by the way. So um after this, we'll cover the last we'll cover the last game on the FanDuel slate. But this is the last one on the DraftKings slate. Two hundred eight is the game total. And the Toronto Raptors, big eleven point home favorites on the slate. Now we've got some injury stuff going on in this game, so let's make sure that we uh, we point that out first. I believe Tyreek Evans is still going to be out.
2: Um, yeah, he's 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 sitting until he gets traded, basically.
3: Right. So uh, we got that whole drama situation going on over there. Um, and we have uh, Chandler Parsons still out. We have Dwayne uh, De- Deonta Davis still out. And We have uh, he,
2: he's probable. I think he might play, but you never know. It's gonna be one of those things. We're gonna like even whatever we talk about the Grizzlies, we're gonna have to find out what the news is because they're just guys are in and out every single day at this point.
3: Yeah, and CJ Miles on Toronto side is out, so that's. Uh, but obviously, keep an eye on the news. Like as of right now, this is this is what it's looking like. So you know, anytime we mention injury news, we record these very early the night before uh, or, or the morning of. So. You know, always make sure you go ahead and double check the injury news because things could definitely change. We've seen guys go from doubtful to playing real quick, so <laughs> make sure you keep an eye on that. So I don't know, Travis. What do you think about this? It's got a lot of potential. The Grizzlies are not a fun team to target against, and if we're going to target anyone here, it'd probably just be the guys on the Raptors. Maybe the value on Memphis makes sense, but we don't. It's like a, it's it's like spinning a wheel and hoping for the best with the minutes, right? So I don't know. Maybe you could give me a brighter take on it.
2: Yeah. So no Tyreek Evans means we definitely have to have some interest in some of these guys. I mean, we, we can't sleep on, you know, Wayne Selden. He's a cheap shooting guard off. I say like Fanduel where you have to play too. He's also a nice value on DraftKings. So I think Wayne Seldon is certainly in play. Even a Mario Chalmers, he could have a big game and like even Andrew Harrison, I know he's starting to get a little priced up, but you know, he's had uh you know, last three games, 35.8, 22, 30 fantasy points. I mean, that's pretty solid for the 5k price tag. So yeah, I don't know. I think all those guards are kind of in, play, and we have to be considering them with Tyreek out. Uh, Again, the Raptors are not really a team that I love targeting at the guard position, but there is value there to consider. Uh, I don't know if we have to do it. It just kind of depends on what your construction is, and if it leads you to any of those guys, I don't hate it, right? Uh, If I had to pick, I think Seldon's the guy I'm mainly going to, I think, key in on and kind of uh, look to target just because he helps roster a shooting guard position uh, and doesn't take up a point guard role for me, but uh, Dylan Brooks, too. I like him as a nice value. I think he's really interesting. Uh, he's going to get his, like, you know, typical, you know, at least 30 minutes or so. And he's uh, a nice, solid usage. So I don't hate him as an option. I know Jamichael Green being back, Martin, and like uh, James Ennis, that obviously cuts into them a little bit. But uh, I still think Dylan Brooks is a solid play. And then Marcus All, he's a center you can pay for. I just don't think I'm gonna defense is fun to target and all, but I think there's other centers I prefer already. I already like Al Horford. We talked about Ianis Cantor, how he's he's okay. I just don't think I need to pay up all the way at center. There's Nurkic for only uh, you know a lot cheaper. There's just other guys I'd rather play. So I don't think I need to pay up Fergusol. It it's mainly gonna be me looking at that uh you know those guards and like some of those maybe value forwards <laughs> and kind of mixing them throughout my lineups uh basically seeing how the injury news lies too because things could totally change with the Grizzlies. We just I need to be on the lookout for
3: that in the morning. Yeah, I don't know, Travis. You're talking about not paying up for Gasol, and I was, like, super on board with you for a minute there, and then I started looking at the usage, and uh, this is, like, a very heavy heavy usage change with Tyreek out. Now, let's look at the matchup first. So we've got Toronto ranking uh, on paper here, ranking 28th in the league against centers. So right there, Gasol has that going for him. You know, you look at the rim protection and the overall rebounding and all that. Those numbers are not great, Um, you know, right in the middle of the pack. And then we look at the usage, and Marcus Gasol has a circumstantial usage rate of 31% here, Travis. And 1.22 DraftKings points per minute and uh, 1.24 FanDuel points per minute. So this is a spot where Gasol could absolutely thrive. He might go under-owned. Um, the only issue is, is that they're going to be playing from behind the whole game. So if this game gets out of hand, are they just going to get Gasol off the court, let the young kids run around, and just, you know, they pretty much, they're tanking, right? Like, it's like the season's over for them. So I don't know if they'll, like, keep Gasol out there if this game gets out of hand. But at the very least, he's going to be out there trying to keep it close. And he's the, the you look at this list, Gasol, Harrison, Brooks, Chalmers, like, these, you know, Wayne Seldon, as you mentioned, like, Ben McLemore. Like, none of these guys are... Offensive tools, right? So, who's going to be scoring the points in this game to keep them close? It's going to be Marcus all, right?
2: right? Yeah. I think he's fine, but I just there's other centers I'm already playing. Josh, like I just I can't play them all. Uh, it's, it's it's I get it. I don't. I'm already looking at Al Horford as an option. I like. I mean, averaging 1.56 fantasy points to the last game. Uh, you know, Aaron Baines is a very interesting cheap value play that we can consider. I like Enos Cantor. I think he's a guy that I want to be uh, looking at more and more. That we talked about it. We haven't even gotten to Stephen Adams in the next game. He's somebody to consider. Jonas Valanciunas. I mean, I actually don't like this matchup. And I guess we could segue into it. But what the guy's been doing has been pretty incredible incredible. incredible like his here's his games 57 47.1 uh points, 61.8 26 34.7 26.7 32.6 i'm assuming he's going to be chalky too i know the minutes aren't there but again he's someone that's in the conversation uh jared allen we like playing centers against the bucks and this guy's been crushing recently Uh, and then hey uh, Yusuf nurkic he's a guy that has shown upside so i think there's just other guys i think that are cheaper that have a better shot at reaching the ceiling and i just don't Think I need to play Marcus All here. If I happen to have the money and I build my entire team and I go, oh, I, I get Marcus Sall, sure, I'll take those raw points. But uh, I really think I'm just going to shoot for other ceilings and pay up in other spots.
3: Well, that's why you go over to DraftKings Travis, you play Cancer as a power forward over there.
2: You can roster anyone on DraftKings, man. It's like you, you roster anyone you want. It's it's kind of gets annoying after a while. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd rather play Porzingis, right? I'd rather play him for 400 less than Marc Gasol. Uh, there's just I think there's just other guys I prefer, and uh, I can't play all the centers, right? I, I don't make 115 lineups, and that's not how it works anyways.
3: So let's go ahead and talk about your boy who you were ranting about being underpriced, Serge Ibaka. Great matchup. Memphis ranking 27th in the league against opposing power forwards, 24th in the league at overall rebounding. And uh, the last time they faced each other, Serge Ibaka did very well, 31 fantasy points in 26 minutes. So Ibaka in a good spot here and 5,200 on DraftKings. Is that what you said feels too cheap, or is it his price tag over on FanDuel? Um, Well, I
2: mean, it's 4,500 on FanDuel, man. Like, that's just insane, right? Like, Serge Ibaka, I feel like I've never seen that. Uh, I think over there he's just an easy plug-and-play. Again, he, you know, last two games have been ugly. I, I get it. But, uh, and I know Memphis isn't really the matchup where you're just running to go play, but I'm just going to buy low on the price tag. On DraftKings. I think it's fine too at 5.1, but I really prefer uh, him on Fandle where I'm forced to roster two power forwards, right? Uh, So yeah, 4.5K, I I think he's a really interesting play. Again, I don't know if he's a guy I'm definitely going to lock, but I think he's certainly in play. Uh, One of the stronger values on the slate and uh, has to be in consideration for me and he's in my player pool. Uh, uh, Let's talk about Valanciunas though, Josh, because I kind of talked about him a little bit. I'm assuming he's going to be chalky because he's been chalky recently, even though this is like the hardest matchup uh, in the league against a team like Memphis, uh, slow paced game, Marcus on defense. I mean, are you going to play Jonas Valanciunas? Should we be, is his ownership going to be inflated through the roof? Talk about Valanciunas to me. Cause I really, uh, I don't, I mean, I'm playing tournaments. I, I don't think I'm going to be playing Valanciunas. I think it sounds insane, uh, but should, if you're playing cash game, should you play him?
3: Well, the last, here's the thing, right? So the last time he faced uh, Memphis this season against Gasol, he picked up three fouls in 18 minutes. He only put up five shots, made three of them. He went eight and eight for 20, uh, 20 fantasy points. But those those three fouls are really concerning, and I am worried that he's going to get in foul trouble. Valancius is one of those guys he will come out and he'll have a massive game or, uh, you know, he'll absolutely burn you. And I know that, you, you know, looking at the last few games, like, oh, he's been so consistent, you know, and he had a 60-burger in there, too. Yeah, but if you keep scrolling, you see more Valanciunas Valentin, uh, nonsense, like the 4.75 fantasy point game against Minnesota, and then 31 against Antonio, but then 14.75 against Philly. Like, you know, like, you start seeing more and more, and that's and he's not, you know, he's not 4.2K anymore, where it's like, oh, we could take this shot, and a guy with 10X upside... I mean, I don't think he's going to put up 58 points here against Memphis, you know, against Marcus Saul. I don't think that's going to happen. I think more than likely you'll just see him put up like 3x at this price tag, and for me, I just think there's too much upside around him to do
2: that. So he's 5.8K on DraftKings. I also, I get what you're saying about the last game as Memphis Johnson. Yeah, he can get in foul trouble. I totally understand. But I feel like this is a different Jonas Valanciunas that we're seeing. Uh, he could totally revert back to his old self. I understand. Just looking at the game log, like, it's crazy. Like, I'll just read you on DraftKings. This dude is 5.8K. So if he gets 30... 30- DraftKings points or even like, you know, 29, that's five X, right? So here we go. 33.5, 29, 36.25, 29.5, 60.5, 45.75, 4.75. There's the dud right there against Minnesota, only 11 minutes. Uh, then you got uh 31.25, 43.5, and then 14.75. Uh, you know, again, I, I do get it. He could get in foul trouble too, but I just think it's a really interesting conversation, and it's like going to be one of the things to really watch on this slate. Like, what are people doing with Val Uh For me, I'm just going to fade and hope he gets into some issues. And I think it's a tough matchup, where I think we're able to do it. But uh, I just think it's a really good conversation to have. And what are you going to do with him? And I think it just uh, kind of depends on what you think and kind of how you want to approach this slate. And I just don't think I need to play him, but I get if people want to.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm all off Valanchunas. I'm fine not playing him. If you beat me with him, then you know, congrats. But. Uh, that's how I'll get beat if you're gonna beat me. Um so yeah. Uh outside of Ibaka, any any interest in the the, the backcourt here with uh you know DeRozan or, or uh or Lowry.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not the biggest Lowry or DeRozan guy. Uh I, I play them here and there, but not not guys are really target a ton, but uh yeah, and against Memphis it's it's an okay spot. Uh it's I mean it just pace pays- down, that's kind of the problem I just don't see myself paying those price tags on them I kind of like paying up for other guys instead so uh, I think I'm just going to fade them today and just kind of call it yeah I mean do you have interest Josh like I just think I'm already going to get exposure towards like a Ibaka instead I think that's the way I'll go like dude but are you going to get exposure to these guys?
3: I just feel like Larry feels too cheap man I always feel like Larry's so underpriced for like his upside he is he's
2: 7k on Fanduel. what is he on DraftKings he is let's see what he is now I'm sure he's way too cheap still probably 7.4 uh, yeah seven, four. I get it. Uh, I I don't know. I just, there's other point guards I prefer that I want to kind of play instead. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not playing him at this time, but I get if you want to. And I think he's kind of like a safe cash game play for sure. Right. At that price, it just feels like very safe. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, me, I hate playing guys against like slow paced teams. That's something I just don't really like doing a ton. And, uh, I don't know. I think I'm just going to kind of fade that and play the other point guards that I already prefer.
3: I feel like if we got, you know, if I told you we last season I told you we get Kyle Lowry for 7k, he'd be jumping all over it. You know, so that's why it's just a few. I,
2: I, 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 yeah, I get it. I don't really play him as much as you think, man. I really don't. So uh, it just depends on his price and whatnot. And yeah, right. He's going to pop in the models, I'm sure, today. Uh, he's a solid play. He's he's up there. He's someone to consider. Uh, I probably shouldn't be like, downplaying him as much as I am. Maybe it's just because I don't play him as much. I like Larry way more than DeRozan. Uh, so yeah, I think if you play any of them, you play play Larry. Like, don't play DeRozan, play Larry instead. He's also been playing pretty well. So yeah, l- l- let me get him more on board with Larry, and we stop poo-pooing him a little bit. And uh, yeah, Larry's Larry's a fine play. Uh, I just it's Memphis, man. I hate I hate that game in general. Just uh, I hate playing guys against Memphis.
3: You know, just unlike the DraftKings slate, I feel like you kind of have to play them because you're kind of limited with your options.
2: Yeah, I think it's more in play on DraftKings because, like, on FanDuel, it just seems like I'm playing Russell Westbrook and Terry Rozier. So, uh, and again, I haven't done a ton of building yet, and it just, man, they just slide in very easily. So, uh, yeah, I think it's more of a DraftKings play. I think you bring up a good point with
3: that. I think on FanDuel, I'm fine going like Larry Rozier and then using the savings to get the Greek Free Cup as small forward, you know? So, that's, I think, a good route to go in tournaments. That's what I'm building with right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, that probably does work, too. And, like, I just put Westbrook, Rogier, and Giannis in, and that leaves you with 4.8K, which uh, I'm sure that's not the easiest to build with. But uh, you never know what the way value shakes up. But on Fandle. I kind of like jamming in stars, normally, especially on smaller slates. So, uh, yeah, Larry's a nice secondary option. That's definitely in the conversation. Uh, definitely in the conversation today, but more DraftKings for me.
3: All right, speaking of Westbrook, let's move on to the last game. This is a game specifically on the FanDuel slate, not on the DraftKings slate. Uh, we have the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, hosting the Los Angeles Lakers. No spread, no total yet. This is a game that is, uh, you know, we're doing this very early for you guys. But I I think we can imagine that, you know, this will be a fairly decent, you know, scoring affair here. And as you mentioned, Westbrook in play. Lonzo Ball is out. And, um, you know, I just don't see who they're going to have covering Westbrook on this team that's going to, like, do a good job, you know, at covering Westbrook. So I think, obviously, Westbrook's in play at this price tag, so that's huge. And uh, also want to mention the fact that um, Brandon Ingram is a game-time decision, so keep an eye on the news there, too. But, uh, Travis, you're loving Westbrook, it sounds like, so uh, go ahead. Give us the pitch.
2: I mean, it's Westbrook against the Lakers, right? Like, it just... Uh, should smash, right? Uh, I like playing Russell Westbrook on smaller slates. Uh, you know, these these short slates, it just seems like he's an easy plug and play and it seems like a free square. So uh, I'm going to take the free square and hope it hits. I think it should. And uh, that's kind of the guy I'm going to go with. If it's between Giannis and uh, Westbrook, I think it's like a really good conversation to have, right? If you can only pay for one, who do you pay for? Uh, it seems like it might be like, right, I don't mind that route of going the Giannis, Rogier, and Lowry route, because uh, you know, it seems like maybe that might be the smart way to go but again like there's a guy like a Paul George against the Lakers who's interesting at small forward position uh, we have a Jalen Brown who's a great guy to plug in there who we're gonna want to get exposure to uh I mean it's, it's it's not out of the question right Dylan Brooks who I talked about was a cheap option to consider so it's not totally out of the question that uh you can't play Russell West- or you should play Giannis over Russell Westbrook but I like Russbrook and I think I'm gonna live and die by him tomorrow at least on FanDuel on DraftKings, Kings uh, yeah well he's not on that slate so it doesn't even matter which I'm kind of happy about so I can just automatically play them over there and then draft is and i have to get exposure. So I think that's what I'm going to do, man. I just like Westbrook, man. I'm going to go Westbrook and Rogier and try and figure out the rest. That's sort of what I think is going to be the way I do it. And, uh, yeah, it's like a good Russell Westbrook is. It's the Lakers, uh, fast tempo teams, sloppy style basketball, uh, should be a fun one to watch. And, uh, I, I like Westbrook here in this spot a ton. Uh, what about you? You're, you're still going with the honest, or are you going to try and jam both in if you, if you can?
3: Uh, I don't know. Like I gotta, I gotta flirt with more Russell construction getting Westbrook in there i would like to get him in there if i could I, I don't i just i don't mind there's point guards that i feel comfortable with if i don't play westbrook there's not a lot of small forwards i feel comfortable with if i don't play honest you know just you gotta go by like the depth of the position like position specific um just want to mention the lakers usage here with uh with ball out jordan clarkson his price tag has dropped but 31.3 percent usage rate and 1.13 DraftKings point per minute and uh also picks up 1.08 FanDuel points per minute in this spot. That's huge. Uh, Julius Randle has been finally getting some minutes together, 28.8% usage rate, one3 circumstantial fancy points per minute. So, you know, there's there's definitely some value to be had. If Josh Hart starts again at 4500 on FanDuel. Absolutely love that price tag. If we could get him for that cheap, you know, so, um, you know, it's just coming down to, like, picking, picking where you want to spend. The problem I have here with Julius Randle, Travis, is the fact that, he's he's only he's only on the slate and he's only center eligible you know so like that like really puts you in a tough spot because i do want to play him
2: yeah and it's steven adams not an easy matchup for sure
3: right yeah definitely not an easy matchup and i do want to play him but and i don't mean to rant off on the lakers i know we were talking about westbrook and okc but uh for me i think that i'm just going to focus on trying to find wherever the value wherever the value lands so like uh josh hart would be a guy that i'm really targeting clarkson as i mentioned Uh, If Ingram's out Like I'm not gonna go Out of my way To target any of the Small forwards on the team But uh but yeah, I, I, it just it feels like a well. Weird. If Ingram's
2: out, right, it's a Kyle Kuzma day. Uh, I think that makes the most sense, right? If Ingram does end up being out, uh, we just easily pivot over to Kyle Kuzma, who will just play a lot of the three and the four. That, that that's my assumption. Or even like a Larry Nance. I think they're both going to be two guys that we have to consider. Yeah, strong.
3: that'd probably be a three, four, five combo. I imagine then, right? So, um, but I, I I mean, like I was talking about guys like Corey Brewer and Dang. Like I'm not chasing those guys. Like you know, like but but yeah, Kuzma for sure certainly would be in play if uh, Ingram ends up sitting. Uh, I think Clarkson also gets a boost if Ingram ends up saying because Ingram takes a you know a high volume of shots and um, eats up a lot of minutes. So there's going to be a lot, lot to be spread around if he doesn't play. Uh, but back to OKC because uh, we didn't really cover outside of Westbrook. You thought about Adams being a tough matchup for Randall. Uh, you know, obviously we have to talk about Paul George and talk about Carmelo Anthony anytime that they're on the slate. And uh, Paul George's price is up at 8,400. Melo's price down at 6.1. Uh, has a good matchup here against the Lakers who don't defend the, the three ball uh, the three ball very well. So I think that puts Carmelo Anthony in a good spot here at this price tag. But what do you think here, Travis?
2: Uh, yeah, dude, I don't play Carmelo Anthony, man. I don't care what that price tag is. Like, that dude's terrible. Like, it's just the, what does he do for you, right? Just like, some, of my, it sounds lazy, but like, what's in the game log is what you get, right? Like, you rarely get these, like, you know, 30, like, you know, high thirty fantasy point games or anything like that. Sure, he hits them sometimes. He had that little streak there, right? 37, 36, and forty-eight. That's because he was streaking and hitting well. Uh, but I'm not a big, I'm not a big Carmelo Anthony fan. Never have been, never will be. And uh, yeah, I just don't think I need to be spending my money at power forward there. Uh, there's other some. There's a lot, lot more cheaper options that I can play instead. There's a, you know, I can find some money for Jason Tatum, John Henson. I think is interesting. I could take a shot with Kuzma, Larry Nance if Ingram's out. Uh, you know, we talked about some cheaper guys that I like already, like a Daniel Fies is and. Interesting, obviously, with the with the Boston situation, Serge Ibaka is way too cheap. There's just other guys that I already like, so I don't need to be playing Carmelo Anthony. Paul George is interesting. Uh, Price tag is kind of pricey, eight point four k. And like the way he is, it just seems like it's either uh, you know either doesn't hit value or he crushes the value. Right, it's one or the other. He gets to the thirty or gets to the fifty. You never get to that in between at the forty at that eight point four k price tag. you know, if I can pay for Giannis, I want to, and I would rather, but I don't hate maybe going down to him if it helps your overall construction. Uh, but again, you have to understand that there is a lot more risk to him than there is a guy like a, a Giannis, right? This guy's just in such a great spot. So I'm going to try and find the money up to Giannis, uh, instead. And then, uh, yeah, Steven Adams. I like, I like correlating him up with Russell Westbrook. If you're going to play Westbrook, he's a great correlation play with him and it's the Lakers and they're not that good against defending uh, center. So, uh, yeah, I think if you play uh, Russell Westbrook, don't be afraid to throw Steven Adams in as your center. Uh, and that's just a nice uh, pairing. To
3: do. You want to you laugh? Um, I don't know if, if you saw this or not, but go to your small forward position on FanDuel and look at who is the third most expensive small forward.
2: Uh, which site? FanDuel? Yeah, go to FanDuel go to small forward. Yeah, is it Carmelo Anthony? No. No, it's not a guy you would oh, guess. Oh, small forward. Sorry. I'm looking at it wrong. Oh, yeah. Mo Harkless. I talked about that, Josh. You didn't hear me talk about Mo Harkless uh, earlier? I, yeah. Oh, I, like- I
3: must have missed it. What a pricing error, right? <laughs> like, Oh my God! Yeah,
2: Norman, Norman, Norman Powell's seven point one k. I don't know if you saw that one too, Josh. It's just a pricing mistake by Fanduel. So seven hundred uh,
3: yeah. for list. The guy played six minutes last game. <laughs>
2: like. Yeah, I'm, cur- I'm curious. I'm curious how many people rostered them. I'm sure I'll check that out on the results DB tomorrow, right after lock to kind of see uh, how many people take him by accident. But yeah, it's kind of hilarious. Ugh,
3: yeah. But uh, yeah, so anyone else here you want to mention the last game, the Lakers and OKC? Uh, no, I
2: mean, we, we didn't touch on some of the Lakers a little bit more. Like, uh, again, I think the Kuzma, like, I think a lot hinges on the uh, on the Ingram news, right? If Ingram's out, like, it's going to be a nice bump for Jordan Clarkson, who I think is a really good play. Also will help Kyle Kuzma a ton. Those will be my two main targets then on the Lakers if we get news that Ingram is out Uh KCP, like, man, I don't know what to do with this guy. The other day, man, he had a 3.5 fantasy game. He really just hasn't been himself. So I'm going to pass on him until I really see him uh, start to get a little more consistent and flash some of that upside. But for me, it's like if Ingram is out, then I'm going to get a lot of exposure to a Clarkson and like a Kuzma and a Nance. Those are going to be the guys I really key in on. And uh, I'll fade all the rest of the guys, I think. I I get why you wanted to kind of like Randall, but it's just such a tough matchup. I feel like we can't do it. But I know it's like that time of year, the trade deadline, uh, they're trying to showcase him. So I get why you you want to try and get room but it's tough here.
3: All right. So with that, we're going to move on to the lock and load segment. Lock and load brought to you by the RotoGrinders Grinders lineup. HQ tool. Uh, go there, make sure you get the premium content because you get access to filters that give you options to pick from player pools from some of our experts here on the panel, including, uh, you know, the very great, notorious Andy Meansy. So you go ahead and you get to use those tools and those filters Uh, to build a bunch of lineups if you want to try to multi-enter or if you just want to optimize from your own customized player pool and projections, definitely a very cool tool. And on that lineup HQ tool, if you click a lock button on a player's name, you get 100% exposure to that player. So this is who we would click the lock button on for today's slate. Travis, you have one in the chamber ready to go? Uh,
2: Nah, you go first, Josh. I'm guessing myself, but that hurt me yesterday. second-guessing myself, but uh, yeah, I'm second-guessing myself. Who do you got? You go first.
3: All right, so for me, um, I'm just going to go with the Greek Freak. That's it. That's going to be my lock and load play. I believe that I know he's super expensive, but I do believe that on a slate like this, you could start with your most expensive and then just kind of work around that. Um, so yeah, Giannis is going to be my, my top play for this slate absolutely smashed last time he faced brooklyn this is as good of a spot as it gets for him for a player of his build so yeah look for Giannis to just absolutely go nuts again tomorrow and let everyone else spend up elsewhere while you reap the benefits of spending up on him so that's going to be my lock and load play how about you travis
2: yeah, so I think like a lot of those Boston Celtics plays are really obvious value plays and guys you want to target, but I'm gonna go with uh, a guy that's just underpriced. And uh, when we get bargains, Josh, uh, I like a good bargain. I like a good deal. So uh, Sergio Baca is just a guy I'm going to key in on. Fanduel is just way too cheap, man. 4.5k. Uh, that's just that's just insane for him. So I'll take Serge Ibaka. I mean, in that last game he played against Memphis, a thirty point five DraftKings points. So uh, yeah, I think he's someone to consider. Like that uh, salary over on FanDuel and even on DraftKings, five point two K is too cheap for Serge Ibaka. So uh, I like him. I think he's someone to consider for sure. And he should, you know, get solid amount of minutes and uh, should be in for a good game. So give me Serge Ibaka as my lock and load play, Josh.
3: All right, you heard it from Travis. And that's it. We close it out for you guys. Make sure you enjoy the Super Bowl today. Don't forget. Don't forget the Super Bowl if you uh, forgot. Don't forget to to enter some of the big contests they have, too, on both sites for the Super Bowl. Really cool that they're offering that now. Uh, Also, make sure you give us both a follow on Twitter, as I mentioned, at RealJoshuaGiant. You can follow Travis at TravisMangone. And I love interacting with you guys. Love going back and forth. And we will be back next weekend for your full weekend dosage of the Weekend Grind podcast, Saturday and Sunday. But for my co-host, Travis Mangon we'll see you next weekend. Peace out, Grinders. Bye. Bye.
1: We share this common ground of exit signs and walking out, and that emptiness we felt when we were not around. Each November always colder than the last one. Reflecting on the past was all I ever had, but none of that would matter. We made a point of fighting fate, praying God would light the path to make it through the spite and hate. Looking for a brighter way, really it was night and day. The difference that your smile made since. I I would sleep the pain away yeah, but let's not focus on the past. I wanna see you happy now. I wanna see you laugh. For every time you weren't told you're perfect and incredible, I'll kiss you and I'll hold you and I'll put you on a pedestal. Was wishing on my birthdays for the love that I was missing. Living within empty chest from all my bad decisions. Praying for a second chance so we could do it different. I'll never feel deserving of this blessing. And I've been given
0: Amazing after all these years That we still saved our place right here At home
1: Everything is better when I know that you are mine. I've wanted this forever since I've looked into your eyes and it's been a long time, but that feeling never changes. After all these years and phases, I still see you as the greatest. I could travel all the world and still would never feel the same as when I hold you in my arms and all the pain I feel erases. It's a place where I am whole again and always feel the safest. Every notebook you've inspired always the up all the pages i know all those nights we'd stay up talking on the phone or by the lake when we were walking all alone you drive up to my house and i'd say please don't go without you by my side i just feel alone
0: amazing after all these years that we still saved our place right here
1: I see you, I remember back in Jersey when we kissed in that gazebo Saw so perfection in your eyes, I've never seen in other people My soulmate, always oh, been my soulmate, yeah